This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Here's a clever idea. Interhigh is the complete independent school online. So when life brings changes, your children won't need to change schools. Whether it's a new job for you or an unmissable opportunity for them, a top quality education from UK qualified teachers just needs an internet connection. From year four to A-level, our students are amazed by how much they love learning when there are no traditional classroom distractions to hold them back. Register now and start this September. Visit interhigh.co.uk. School is changing. Rediscover learning with Interhigh, the independent online school. Hi, welcome to Open Mind with me, Frankie Bridge. I am very excited to say that I am joined by the very beautiful and the very organised and professional Chrissy Chella, who is sat at home over Zoom with a full-on proper setup. She's got full face of makeup on. She's putting me to shame. I'm sat here in my dressing room, just one microphone, no makeup on, <laughs> which just goes to show how great she is. She's a fitness trainer, a YouTuber, and an entrepreneur. Welcome. Wow. <laughs> Check you out. Okay, so for the people at home listening to this, Frankie does not need an ounce of makeup. She is flawless. So I'm just putting it out there just because people at home might be listening like, what? But hey, how are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. That's okay. I'm really excited because I, I feel like you were kind of one of the first, I mean, for me anyway, that I became aware of, of kind of putting fitness stuff out there and kind of started the whole like booty image is that true would you say that's right um I think over here anyway yeah I mean in the UK it's not as saturated I would say it's definitely more saturated and overseas especially in the states but I think for me it's always been kind of my own journey I've never really recorded it for anybody else at the beginning anyway and then all of a sudden you know I was so blessed to build a community of such incredible women and I guess like you know a couple booty videos here and there never went to shame you know (laughs) (laughs) no I was saying to my trainer the other day I was like oh I'm I'm interviewing Chrissy Cheller and she was like oh my god I literally base my body on hers like hers is body goals and I was like okay well let her know so well done for everything what started your journey then because you kind of said you started out for yourself What made you kind of, have you always been into fitness or was it quite new for you? Oh no, oh my God, I was not into fitness at all. Like, absolutely not. If someone said to me, oh, let's go running, I'd be like, yeah, all right, mate, I'm not going absolutely anywhere. But I was just going through a really difficult time in my life. And it was honestly not to lose weight. It wasn't to gain a booty. It was none of that. And I remember so vividly six years ago, I walked into the gym, Frankie, and then I walked straight back out. Really? And I, I signed up, right? And then I was like, ah, 
fuck this shit, I'm not coming back. So I walked straight back out. Why was that? Because you didn't like it or you felt self-conscious? No, no, I was so scared. It wasn't, do you know what's crazy? It wasn't even feeling self-conscious. At that point, I didn't have any comparison. I think now social media is so heightened and it's so overly saturated with picture perfect that you can't help but compare now. But when Mm. I started six years ago, there was nowhere near as much content creators as there is now. Absolutely, like barely anyone I could relate to. So it was definitely not an insecurity thing. I just didn't know what I was doing. I was I was scared. I think if anything, I felt a bit stupid. So I walked mm-hmm. out and then I came back to the gym and I kind of found my feet and found my way. And I remember my best friend, Holly, she recorded me doing a donkey kickback on the cable machine. Oh my God, I looked like I was breaking my back. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? This is so embarrassing. But you know what? I was like, okay, I'm going to perfect my form, perfect it. I started posting on Instagram. At the time, I had like a little blog called Cella Simplicity because I thought it was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was like, yeah. And I started posting fitness and I got so addicted with my own journey. I didn't, I literally wasn't comparing to absolutely anyone. So I think it's very different now to what it was when I started. And that was that because you felt like you mentally needed it then? Oh, 100%. At the time, like I went through one of the most heartbreaking breakups ever. Like I, I got cheated on. I felt like absolute crap. Like I felt like I was never going to be good enough for a man and you know that's such a horrible feeling especially when you're young like I was 16 17 years old and especially at that time of your life you're so vulnerable Mm. to outsiders opinions and things that can happen to you you're vulnerable either way but when you're younger it's, it's a different kind of vulnerability I guess and when I used to go to the gym I literally used to feel like that was the one moment of my day that no one could take away from me. And I didn't need to prove anything to anyone other than myself. So yeah, that's why Kind I did of it. sense of control, I suppose. Oh, 100%. And I think that that's why fitness for me, you know, you, I have fallen into the trap of like trying to prove myself and trying to grow a big booty because that's what's trending or trying to get abs one one month because that's mm. what's trending, you know? It's, it's, it's a vicious, vicious cycle. But the feeling I get when I complete a workout, when I've hit a personal best, when I've done something different that I thought I couldn't, no one can take that feeling away from you, even if they try to, you know? Yeah. And then were you, how did you feel about your body back then? Were you ever self-conscious or have you always been quite confident in your own body? Can I be honest? Like I actually, when I first started, I was never that aware of my body. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? So like, I was kind of like, yeah, like I'm happy. Like I said, I I didn't go to the gym to lose weight or gain weight. I I was always just, you know, I was, I would say just like an average body. I wasn't overweight, underweight. I was just me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't go to the gym to make a significant physical change. I wanted to push my, my new boundaries and try something new. I would say now, I'm probably more critical because there is so much more comparison and there is so much more to look out for. So I'm like, well, why are my obliques not not changing? <laughs> Before I didn't care about my obliques. Are you kidding me? And do you find that now? Do you ever kind of feel yourself falling 
like through that trap and and kind of being aware of it and being like no just take a second like I'm good I look all right or you know you kind of notice when you're going down that road yeah I mean I'm not sure about you but I'm sure you have days where you wake up and you're like I feel really good yeah right and then you have days where you're like oh my god what is life is that how I look right Mm -hmm. And like to your husband, to your boyfriend, to the person that loves you, your best friend, you're still a million bucks to them, you know? Mm, Yeah. But to yourself, you're not. And at the end of the day, that goes back to what I originally said, that the feeling you have about yourself is about you. Like no one else matters at the end of the day. Because even if someone turns around and goes, Frankie, you're the most beautiful person I've ever met in my life. If you feel shit that day... Nothing they say is really going to change your mind because you're so engrossed in how you feel at that moment, yeah. you know? So, yeah. How do you get through that then? Because I suppose if you're having to work out, you're putting stuff online and you know people are going to be looking at your body because that's, I suppose, that's what people follow you for. Yes, for your workouts, but they're looking at you all the time. When you're having one of those days, how do you pick yourself up to kind of do that? I think my job is so go, go, go. And I think people sometimes forget that, you know, I'm not a machine. I am like, I'm a human being. And, you know, this is me just making an assumption. But when you would go on stage, I bet there was moments where you didn't want to go on stage. Yeah. And and you probably just wanted to be in a dressing room like, oh, I just don't want to do it right now. And that's not because you're ungrateful. That's because you're probably just mentally exhausted, Mm. you know, and that was that's definitely me at moments. I have I have many little breakdowns here and there, but fundamentally what you have to remember is, and this is something that pushes me a lot, is that it's not really just about me. It's also about my community. And the minute I just give up because I'm having a bad day, what does that show everybody else? Yeah. You know, you've got to keep on going. You've got to keep on fighting. You're going to have good days and bad days, but you have to remember you've got to keep on going. What made you want to do that for other people then? Is it to see their journeys and to help them to kind of feel good about themselves? I would say it was, it's definitely stemmed from like back in school. Like I was always like pretty awkward in school. I'm not saying I didn't have friends. I had great friends at school, but I also didn't have great friends at at periods of times. And then maybe I wasn't particularly very nice because of the hurt that I was facing. It's a vicious cycle when you, when you're growing up and and going to school, you know, people can be mean, people can say things. And when I first started my fitness journey, I didn't have anyone that I could relate to and who understood what I was doing. You know, my dad would be like, what are you doing going to the gym? You're going to look like a man. You need to relax. And I would be like, what? I didn't even (laughs) think about that. I go because I love it. So to be able to now build a community where women feel so safe, and don't feel judged and don't feel like, oh my God, I I don't know how to do this and everyone's going to judge me. They go, oh, I don't know how to do this. Can someone help me? Yeah. And it's like a whole different dynamic now. People feel really safe to admit to not being able to do things. And I guess it definitely has stemmed from me not having that. I want to give that to someone else. So I guess that's what keeps you motivated then. Like you said, on those days where you're like, oh, I don't really feel like this today or whatever you just kind of think those people in the back of your mind and they kind of need you to be there and show up for sure and I mean like look like we just obviously had like a brief talk prior to this podcast and you know I'm not a mum 
you're a mum and there's days where you're going to wake up and you're not going to want to have the best smile or, or be the happiest mood, but you've got to push through it for your kids, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you have to prioritize certain things. And sometimes, you know, you got to kind of always have self-love and self-care. That's why I train because no one can take that away from me. But I also have to put my people first. And just like mums have to put their children first because you just know the bigger picture, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why I do it. Yeah. Do you ever get like, I think social media is one of those like double-edged swords. Like it can be an amazing community and people can be really supportive and really lovely. And then there is the other side of it. Have you ever experienced that over your years? Oh, for sure. Like I remember one of my biggest insecurities is definitely like my boobs. Right. throw it out there. Like I've, I've always like gone backwards and forwards. Like, should I get my boobs done? Should I not? nothing against people that have got them done I've literally I think about it all the time Mm -hmm. and you know they they're not the perkiest they are saggy and I need a very good sports bra to perk them up I would say your boobs look so unsaggy in anything that I've ever seen it's a good bra it's a good (laughs) bra trust me when I say I have built a very good bra that's why they're up there and everyone's like um I'm a a cup and somehow I look like I have D's and I'm like yeah well (laughs) you can thank me later but um I remember one time I I posted a picture of me in a concert I was I was with Tarte Cosmetics at um the Spice Girls tour Mm -hmm. and um yeah I was so excited (laughs) that oh god and then um I was wearing this bodysuit and my boobies didn't look the perkiest and I will never forget the comment this one girl left and she was like like your boobs are basically disgusting. Wow. And yeah, I just felt like, you know, do you go, do you just push through it? But at the end of the day, when someone highlights an insecurity, it's that highlight bit, like Mm. you already know it. You don't need to be told about it too, you know? They're the worst ones. I think the ones that you don't already think you can kind of take and you go, Oh, they can sting a bit, but you can move on from them. But I think when it's something you're already self-conscious about or insecure about, and then someone highlights it, it's almost like a confirmation to you, isn't it? Where you're like, see, told you, like, it's horrible. Where are you at now with that? Are you like, yeah, I think I'm going to do it. Or are you still, what puts you off? Okay, so I'm not against anything. Like if someone wants to get any type of treatment, do whatever you want. Like, I don't care. And there might be a time in my life that I do get it done. There Mm -hmm. might be a time in my life that I get other things done. And I don't think that anyone should ever judge you for that. I just think that at the end of the day, one thing I don't like is when people get things done and then they say, oh, it's perky because I've done exercise. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like... All right. (laughs) Well, well, um, you know, when all of a sudden it's like... It's like a completely, completely different body. Mm-hmm. And I like I'm literally sat there sometimes and I'm so confused as to how people can lie. Because if you've had stuff done to your body, just just be up front. And if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But then don't say it's because you've trained. Yeah, don't blame it on something else. Just Yeah, yeah. that's not fair. Like imagine like a, a 16, 15 year old girl watching this person... And then they're like, oh, yeah, all I've done is a couple of, like, 
air hip thrusts with no weights and I've grown a booty <laughs> four times the size in four weeks. <laughs> this young girl is going to is gonna sit there and be like, oh, like, okay, maybe if I do that. And then when they don't get that, you they get disheartened. Mm-hmm. So I think definitely get what you want done, but just don't lie about the results of how you got it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe. Maybe she's still undecided. Yeah, Do you, you've you've said in the past as well that you've suffered with bad skin. Mm. Is that something that really affects your confidence? Oh, like I've reached that point now. Like I've had I've had really bad skin for I'd say eight years now of my life. Yeah, and you know it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, I can understand if you're a teenager, but then when you're hitting like twenty six. 27 28 and you're like oh my god this is not going I had the same and I was like wait I went through my whole teenage years with clear skin and now now I'm like I think it was mm, when I was 30 or 29 and I was like why have I got acne now this is not fair you're supposed to get it when you're young (laughs) no I'm like that too literally I'm literally like that too I didn't have it when I was 14 15 and then boom it just happened And I think, do you know what it is? It's so highlighted because I'm on camera all the time and I notice it and then I'm like sitting back and I get so insecure about it. But then when I do a video, I'm not sure if you've ever seen a story of mine and I'm like, I'm bare faced and I'm like, hey, like this is what my skin looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in my dressing gown. I was like, so uh, my skin's exploded today. It is what it is. (laughs) And I just think, I wish I had that, you know, I wish I had someone that I look to and they maybe had an insecurity I had. It would make me feel so more more normal, mm-hmm. I guess. So, yeah. I think being on camera as well is, is one of those things is like you wear makeup to cover it up and then the makeup's not exactly great for it. And it's like, again, one of those vicious cycles that you kind of keep going Going around around. and it's so hard I get questions all the time about skin I think it's a really big insecurity for people and I think especially these days with all the filters that go on I've made a conscious decision not to use filters anymore purely for myself not even selfishly for anyone watching because I was like when I see my skin without a filter I'm disappointed And I was like, I'm getting too used to seeing myself like that blurred, clear, like soft lighting. Like it's so weird. And then every time I saw myself without it, I was like, God, I hate my skin. It's really uneven. It's really bumpy. And I was like, you need to stop this now because it's going to become a thing. So I've made a conscious decision. Some days I'm like, oh, I wish that I didn't tell anyone I was going to do that. (laughs) I just want to put a filter on. But I think in the long run, it's best for like everybody involved. And for you, the best thing is that you've done that for yourself. Yeah, exactly. But I think um, I was talking to someone, who was it? And they were saying that whereas in the past, people used to come in and say, oh, I want my, I don't know, like my bum like JLo's and my skin to look like this. People are bringing in filters and like edited versions Mm. of themselves and saying, can you make me look like myself with a filter or myself altered with a filter? And I think that's a really scary path to go down. That's that is literally the world we live in now. And it's so funny that you've said 
I'm going to stop using filters on like on your stories because I said the exact same thing to my team. I said, you know what? I'm actually going to stop using filters. Like, I don't know why I use filters. And it's not that I'm saying like, I don't know why I'm not using them. I'm so perfect. It's Mm. that I'm saying it in the way that I genuinely don't know why I'm using them because I'm only hurting myself. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I was constantly putting retro cam on. It was like my oh, favorite film. Oh, retro cam is the best one. <laughs> and I'm like, it's oh, so wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so now I put it on like my dog or if I'm like, you know, doing things and you don't really see my face. Mm. But I just think it just makes me feel better. And you're so, so right. It does make you feel better. And sure, there's days where you're like, ah, shit, maybe I need that tan, tanned yeah, uh, retro the tan, cam. isn't it? <laughs> it is. But it's good that you've done that. I I like that you've done that. Yeah, that's really good. That's going to help a lot of people. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. It definitely has made a difference to me, I think, for sure. Anyway, like when I see myself now, it's not like a shock. I'm not like, oh, that's what I look like. I think that's like for younger people, not just girls, but obviously we can only talk on behalf of ourselves but yeah I don't know I think when I was younger that I think it would have been a really big thing for me I was always someone that was really self-conscious and have struggled with like body image and stuff like that and I think god I feel sorry for teenagers nowadays they've just got so much more to worry about than we had oh my god so much more and like if you look at TikTok oh my god I'm not I can't believe I'm gonna admit this I'm just gonna do it but um like I'll go on TikTok you know, when you're having your daily rounds at the toilet seat, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're just like looking at these girls and the, their dance moves and they look perfect. And I'm like, I'm so happy I didn't have that when I was like super young because that makes me depressed now and I'm like in my mid-20s. I know. So I don't know. I think, I think though as well, it's like I, I read this thing where it's like you are doing it to yourself as well. If something or someone is making you feel some type yeah. of way, you need to take the measures and the steps to unfollow that person. You should truly follow people that elevate you and make you feel like you can achieve. I say this a lot. I'm like, you have to kind of, I, I feel like a lot of the blame is put on to people like other people and actually you have to look at yourself and wonder why these pictures are upsetting you so like say if I went onto yours and there's a picture of you in a bikini and I was like oh she looks so amazing and I don't look like that or whatever that's not your fault you work hard you train you might have different genes to me you've not had kids like that is that's you that's my issue with myself and that's kind of when I was doing my book tour that's what I kind of kept trying to remind people is that yes we all have to kind of be responsible for what we're posting like you said like okay I don't use filters or you should kind of be honest about whether you've had things done or whatever but also a lot of it has to come from yourself and Mm -hmm. you kind of have to realize like why is that person making me feel insecure or why am I comparing their life to mine and feeling like mine is less than and I think that's quite a big thing that people need to learn nowadays 
Yeah, it's self-awareness. And I think that, you know, it's so... I was, list- I was actually listening really carefully there on what you said because you said, like, you know, we put the onus on other people and it's almost like a relationship. You- if you're mm. constantly, like, looking for someone to make you happy, if you're not happy within yourself, that's not fair on that person if they're doing everything they possibly can. Mm-hmm. And I've been in those shoes. I'm at 100% ad- admit that I've been on dates or maybe ha- had short-term relationships and I've not been in a good place with myself and I've tried to find happiness in this other person and if they don't give me that happiness it's their fault Mm -hmm. it's surely not mine yeah and it's the same thing about Instagram if someone is making you feel some type of way you need to take a step back and reflect on why they're making you feel that way if they're turning around and going you look like shit you don't you don't you don't look good you need to change Oh my mm-hmm. God, 100% unfollow them. But if they're turning around and going, you can do this, get up, get moving. Let's do this together. You never have to feel alone. And you're still feeling, you know, like they're to blame. You've got to reassess. Yeah. You've got to reassess, you know, because at the end of the day, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to never post a picture of my bikini ever again? And that's And that's the thing. And that's kind of my point is it's like, there are people out there that live different lifestyles to all of us or their bodies are different to ours and in the same way that people are saying okay well we need bigger bodies on show and we need this that the other and yeah that's that's true but so is the you know you have to have all of it out there if you're gonna make sure that everyone feels like they can relate to someone that is life you know yeah I think that too and here's the thing right 100% everybody should be represented 100% and like for me um as one of the founders of tone and sculpt my fitness app when we scouted our newest trainer Danielle Wilson Danielle doesn't fit into your typical fitness status quo okay she's 200 pound she's five foot 11 she's african-american she used to play like football and like you know she's an athlete and she did cheer and her dad was like an and the nfl and all of these factors don't fit into your typical five foot three size six do mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying it doesn't fit into that status quo but who are we to have a status quo of what fitness should be And that's exactly why I knew she was the best person for the Tonoscope app for us to represent her and for her to represent millions of women worldwide. And I think that one thing we need to understand as a society is that everybody needs to be represented. But at the same time, it's not nice to tell a woman if she is too skinny, that she's too skinny because and then therefore she can't be fit. Mm it's it's not fair you can't say someone's too much of anything you have to take a step back and maybe ask them are you okay are you are you happy someone could be so mentally happy over someone who has a six-pack what are you gonna do then (laughs) yeah you know what what are you gonna some of the most saddest moments of my life have been when I've been the lightest really yeah same Yeah. yeah I always say I'm I always look my best when I'm at my most miserable 
that's like like that's how my brain always used to work like so when I was really unhappy and when I ended up in hospital I was like seven stone I wasn't eating and because I was just running on like adrenaline and I was fundamentally unhappy but everyone was like oh you look great and and I look back at pictures and I was so slim and I would say too slim personally but I thought I looked great and I felt great in how I looked and and I always say like yeah the times when I was probably at my lowest weight were probably always at my most unhappiest and at my heaviest too but you know you have to find your own balance balance. like I've got friends who after having my babies I was like a certain weight and I felt awful and then one of my best friends would be like oh I weigh the same and she just carries it completely differently and that's mm-hmm. her comfortable weight. Whereas for me, I wasn't comfortable at that weight. So like you can't compare things like that because we all carry it differently and look completely differently, even if you weigh the same. Like, oh my God, you know, like this is one of the pinpoints of why I wrote the book, Do This For You. When I wrote this book, I was like, okay, I need to mention this because it's so important the scales that you step onto and the numbers that you constantly refer to don't dictate your level of fitness, your happiness, your energy, right? Because you've lost five extra pounds, you need to ask yourself, do you feel better in you? Are you happier? Are you stronger? Are you so much more alive than you've ever been before? And if you had asked me that, when I was my lightest, I would have turned around and been like, I have never felt more shed in my life. Mm. I don't have energy. I feel lethargic. I feel exhausted. I've worked with hundreds and thousands of clients, right? And every single time they say to me, oh my God, like the numbers on the scales don't shift or I'm 150 pounds. This girl's 150 pounds, but she looks so much skinnier than me. I don't understand. I sit back and I just think to myself, How are you feeling? Are you doing something for yourself? And that's exactly why it was so important to dedicate an entire chapter to the whole weight scenario because Mm. weights don't tell you, hold on a minute, you may have lost fat and gained muscle. You may have lost that aspect of anxiety and gained so much happiness And what you've just said there signifies the importance that just because someone might look good to society, it does not mean they feel good at all. Mm. So, yeah. Do you think people look at you and think, oh, she must be so confident and she must be so happy all the time? Yeah, of course. I think people look at me all the time and go, yeah, she's got her shit together. Like, <laughs> she, she, look at her. Look at her skipping in the morning. Look at her eight-minute abs. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And I'm sitting back thinking to myself, oh, my God, if only you knew that last year was the, the most, one of the worst years of my entire life. Like, my relationship with the person I thought I was going to marry ended. I nearly lost my company that I built from scratch. My mum was so sick. You know, like all of these things were going on behind the scenes. And I was still coming online like, hey, guys, keep going, keep going. And I was just so unhappy and so depressed on so many levels and had such built anxiety. I remember one time I was on set and I just 
walked home. I sorry, I called it a day and I drove home, not walked home. Would have been a long walk, but <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be here, guys. I'm out. I'm gone. I can't do this. I can't be on camera and fake it. And I think that please don't forget that social media is a highlighted, you know, story. That's what it is, a highlighted story of the best aspects of someone's life. Do I have my shit together? When it comes to certain things, yeah, I make the time to have it together. I make the time to be organized. But do I always have it together? No. Come on now. What am I? A superhuman. I'm a human being. What's wrong with you guys? Do people ask you a lot, like, what you eat all the time? I feel like that's a big thing. Like, when I look at fitness people, I'm like, yeah, I can see you doing your working out, but what do you eat every day? Do you (laughs) feel, like, a pressure to be like, yeah, I eat salad and then... uh, Or do you genuinely eat really healthily all the time? (laughs) Oh, my God. No, no, no. Do you know, people ask me all the time, but if you watch, like, my What I Eat In A Days on YouTube as well, people are like... I'm confused. And I'm like, what? You're confused because I don't cut out any type of food group. I'm never going to cut out food groups. Mm. I want to eat every single, you know, macro and micro out there because how else do I expect my body to function? I have my oatmeal in the morning. I have my protein. I have my vitamins, my minerals. You know, I'll have, I love eating well though because it's like you're nourishing your body. You're, You're doing something great for yourself. But I also love Tony's chocolate. You know, it's my favorite chocolate in the world. I don't if think I can I've have had Tony's. <gasps> what? Yeah, I've never had it. All right, I'm going to send you some. <laughs> I'm going to send you bars. It's the best. You're literally really? going to be like, yes. Oh my God, you're going to be like, what? What? What did I do before it this? It looks a bit like Willy Wonka chocolate, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you've got to go for the orange one. Don't go for the rest. Sorry, oh, okay. Tony's, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Just stick to the orange one, okay? <laughs> but that one's, the, that one's the best one. Yeah, people ask me all the time, but also you need to remember everyone's different. Mm-hmm. So um, one thing I would strongly recommend if, if you are confused on what to eat is, I keep it simple, ready? So I'll have like a palm size of protein. I'll have like a a handful of carbs so complex carbs potatoes are fine everyone's like i can't have potato yes you can have potato and then i'll have like a thumb size of fats and then i'll have two handfuls of veggies and then you've got your balanced palate you know mm-hmm. that's perfect perfect meal right there make sure you're drinking water always drink water that's so so important but do i have gingerbread lattes yeah <laughs> Are you crazy? All year or just in the build up to Christmas? (laughs) Oh, it's Christmas time. But then I love my chai lattes as well. My flat whites. Uh, I've not not had a chai latte either. (gasps) What are you doing? I know, I don't know. It just sounds like I wouldn't like it. (laughs) Oh, do you not like cinnamon? I love cinnamon. Is that what it is? Then you would absolutely love it. You're like, I'm, oh, I'm like, like a I child. Like I'm like, if I don't like the sound of something, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't like that. And my husband's always like, have you tried it though? I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course I have. You haven't, have you? No, I haven't. <laughs> it's because it's like chai. Like, what is a chai? And then I'm like to people, do you like cinnamon? They go, yeah, I love cinnamon. So what then? I'm so confused. <laughs> but yeah, some people are like that. If you don't under- if you don't understand it or if you've never heard it before, you're automatically like, nah, that's not for me. Yeah. 
but definitely give it a go definitely and do you find like your work-life balance I feel like with with someone like you like you've got to keep you've always got to be coming up with new stuff there's always got to be new things on your Instagram and and you've got an app haven't you yeah um and you know you've always got to keep going do you ever find it hard do you ever feel like you're like I just feel like I'm on a constant hamster wheel here or yeah I mean I was just speaking to uh, my PA earlier and I was like I just feel like I've had just one long week the whole year it just hasn't (laughs) stopped this just feels like I'm constantly on a Monday that's what it feels like and I haven't taken any rest it's been 12 months since I've taken a break and I think saying that out loud just goes to show like you know I work on weekends yeah I work on weekends it's it's but I do also understand as well that this is my passion and I truly love what I do and of course I'm exhausted I've been up since 4 45 this morning working and it's now 2 p.m mm-hmm. you know I haven't I literally haven't stopped so yes it's difficult but I also wouldn't have it any other way so I'm I'm just, that question for me is a bit hard to answer because I love what I do so I'm just so addicted to it I suppose in lockdown as well for you has kind of almost been busier. Busier, yeah. We had an 80% growth spike on the Tone and Sculpt app. Wow, that's yeah. insane. Yeah, we hired five new people in uh, lockdown. <laughs> Mental. I suppose to be fair, like I never worked out from home. I hated working out from home. I just couldn't force myself. Like if there was something I couldn't do or, you know, like if someone was like, oh, I'll do 15 reps, I'd be like, mm, I'll just do 10 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But so I always was like, I have to be in a class or I have to be with a trainer so that they make me do it. But I think mm. being in lockdown has kind of had to teach me that discipline of just getting, getting through it, it and getting on with it. And you do feel better for it. And then it's more flexible as well. Like you can fit it in more and I don't know. I think it's, it's taught so me a lot now? about training. Huh? How do you feel now about it? I'm still the same. I love it now. I really enjoy oh, that's it. Good. Yeah, I still work out most. I went through a stage where I was working out seven days a week because it was making me feel so much better, like uh, mentally. And then I got for a, to a stage where I felt exhausted. <laughs> so I kind of chilled out a bit. And now I feel like I've kind of found my happy medium. I kind of do five or six days and I do make sure because nice. I know rest is important. But for me, I felt like if I had a day off, I then found it really hard to get back into it. So I was like, Mm. I didn't want to take a day off because I didn't want it to feel hard. But yeah, now I feel like I've got a good balance. Whereas I feel like I went for a stage before lockdown where I just, it was such a chore to work out because I just didn't enjoy it. You're just in in your house. Your, Your house is your comfort zone. You know, your sofa is your safe haven. And then you're expected to get up and work out in the place that you want to relax in. It's just Mm. so confusing. So in the summer, it definitely was easier because you could do it in the garden or you could have the doors open, the windows open, whatever. But now in the winter, it's definitely going to be a struggle. So that's why, um, like even on my Facebook, I, I did four weeks of live workouts. Just getting everyone together or like... You know, we I do so much content, you've seen it, so you can just save it and give it a go. But I think that what you've said is so important. You said it just makes me feel good. And I think that's what we constantly have to remind ourselves. Like, we're doing this because it makes us feel good. We're doing this because it makes us feel good. And stop thinking, oh my God, I've got to do this. And it's a chore. 
Like mm-hmm. your health is not a chore. Your health yeah. should never be a chore. But you I think really it's when you're do doing it. it, like you say, for the wrong reasons. I think I was fully like, oh, I just want to look good and I want to lose weight. And then I was getting disheartened when I didn't lose weight or whatever. Whereas in lockdown, it was purely like, okay, this gives me some sort of purpose. It's something that at the end of the day, I can say I've achieved something, gives me a routine and it gives me the endorphins that at the minute I can't get from anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so I think that was like the biggest thing. And I think a lot of people have found that. What would your, I always kind of try and end on like a a little tip and I'm sure you get asked it all the time, but what would be your like biggest tip for someone who's feeling like they're unmotivated or yeah, they're just feeling like, I just don't want to do this anymore. You have to always remember your why. Like why do you initially want to do this? And your why isn't physical because that won't last, Mm -hmm. like you've just said. Your why is never going to work if it's physical, because you're going to look in the mirror and go, oh, now I need to achieve something else and achieve something else. You need to remember why you want to make a change for yourself and only for yourself. And I think if you constantly remember your why, it's going to be the fundamental reason you get up in the morning. And you do something great for yourself. Because if you don't do something great for yourself, you're just going to literally spiral out of control. Mm -hmm. So I think always remember your why. That's my top tip of of today. (laughs) That's the top tip of the day. Well, thank you so much. It's so interesting to hear from someone who... You know, first of all, I think it's great for some people to hear, you know, someone has managed to build a business from just feeling a little bit rubbish and wanting to make herself feel better. But also, you know, why you work out and your reasons and what makes you feel better. So thank you so much and um, good luck with the rest of your busy day. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed our chat. Wish I had a gingerbread latte now. I'm going to try, what is it, a chai latte? Chai latte. Chai chai latte. Chai latte. I'm going to give it a go. (laughs) All right, then. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks, babe.